Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. For more details, check out faithcc.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, we're going to come into stage two of our legacy build and we're going to get the guys just to come and set up the stage. We're going to have a bit of an interview process uh, today. But I just thought, like last week, we talked about getting an update, a progress report of where we were when it came to buildings and council challenges and all those types of things. I do want to thank you uh, for praying with us last week. As I mentioned, we had a final hurdle with the council that was becoming increasingly difficult to overcome. And uh, I had so many people that text me and emailed us during the week and asked if they could help. And can I just encourage you to continue to pray? We are almost there in getting council approval for our Casey building. So we are almost there. But who knows that 98% is not 100%. It's still 98%. And we don't want to get to the finish line and then fall apart. But we can see the ribbon there. We are almost over the line. And so continue to pray for us. We still want to, you know, uh, wrestle with some of these issues that council have brought before us. And, uh, you know, we ticked all the other boxes. There have been some new last minute at the 11th hour things that, uh, you know, we personally think are unreasonable. And so we're just going to work through that. So pray with us. Come on, who knows that even though it looks big in our eyes, it's very small in the Lord's eyes. Amen. So continue to pray with us for that. That'll be absolutely fantastic. But last week we had a progress report of what we're doing around the nations and we talked about the buildings that we're building in Cambodia and, you know, Southeast Asia and a whole bunch of other places. And we talked about as well of the, the plans and the strategies of where we are. Uh, I talked about how I just feel that we are at the starter's gate and uh, we spent two years preparing and planning and putting things into council, getting things ready. And I feel that we are about to run into the next season of actually physically building what God has called us to build. Isn't it exciting? But even during COVID, God has still blessed the church. Even during a time of restriction and containment, God continues to expand the church. So last week we talked about all that, but this week we just want to talk about some of the people's lives that has been transformed through some of the departments in the life of this church. Because who knows, it's not just about buildings, but it's about people that have been impacted through these lighthouses that God is actually building across the southeast of Melbourne. And uh, so today we're going to have a look at that. We're going to have a look at some of the stats. We're going to have a look at some of the work we've been doing. Uh, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10. Let me remind you again of what we spoke about last week. I love this. God is not unjust. He's talking about the church. He will not forget your work and the love you've shown Him as you've helped His people and continue to help them. And so again, the Word of God speaks about the work that we do. And church, what I love about this church is that we are not a church of words. We are not a church of ideas. We're not a church that just pontificates about the next thing, but we are a church of action. We actually do stuff. Maybe that should be the vision of our church one time. We do stuff. We do stuff around the globe. We do stuff here in Melbourne. And I just love being part of this house that we are always highly active. So again, we're going to hear about some of those stories. And as I was preparing for this, I just felt the Holy Spirit just speak to me out of John chapter 4, verse 13 to 14. And I just want to leave that with you before we move on. And you know, when you think about the work of Jesus, and yes, He reached crowds and He impacted society and He changed culture and He profoundly shifted the world like no one else in history, 
But at the same time in the Gospels, you just hear about individual stories, people whose lives were personally transformed by the individual work of Jesus in their life. And I began to think about this story again. We know it really well about the woman at the well in John chapter 4. And we know that this woman wasn't happy. Despite her best attempts at life, she could not find fulfilment and a sense of contentment. And Jesus breaks all the social norms and Jesus is so politically incorrect, which is what I love about Christ, that he speaks directly to this lady, which at that day was not the done thing. And the point is this, is that she comes to draw water from the well. There is a natural thirst in her, but Jesus turns it on its head and just makes this powerful statement. He says, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Come on, who loves that? Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up in eternal life. And you know, church, the reality is this, is that every week we minister to people who've got natural thirst, thirst for community in a period of isolation, thirst for basic needs like meals and clothing, thirst to be educated and to develop life skills. And the purpose of all of our community work is not just to give them a satisfaction to fulfil a natural thirst that will be emptied out next week, but to actually introduce them to the one that can fulfil their spiritual thirst once and for all. And so that's the foundation of everything that we do. And so as you hear about some of these stories and some of these stats, understand it's more than just a community work. It's about people having a personal encounter for Jesus for themselves, fulfilling the Great Commission. Amen? And so we're going to hear about that today. And I'm going to invite, invite Pastor Katrina to come up and she's going to introduce the rest of the panel. And you can hear some of the amazing things that has been happening over this COVID period. So let's give them a great hand. Come on, if you're in Waverley, in Case, in Lindbrook, online in your lounge room. How you going, Pastor Kat? I didn't get the memo. I should have worn pink today as well. You should have. I thought I sent you the memo. Sorry, Pastor. <laughs> here we go. Well, it's great to be here today. And uh, I'm here at uh, Dan on campus. But if you're joining us online or live streaming from one of our campuses, especially Waverley, sorry, I can't be with you today. But we're going to be uh, looking at a bit of a panel this morning. And part two of our legacy is really to focus on our local legacy. And so last week, if you joined in with us, we looked at our international legacy. And so this morning, I want you to welcome our panel as they come up. We have Pastor Franker, of course, our senior pastor, but also the CEO of We Care Community Services. We have Jenna Ramasima, who is our project coordinator for We Care as well. Give her a big hand this morning. Pastor Ramon, our youth pastor, and Pastor Nathan, our young adults pastor. And so it's great to be with you here today. They're going to come and take a seat. 
And uh, we're going to talk today a little bit uh, about what this, first of all, what this last 18 months has been like. And it has been a challenging season, hasn't it? But as a church, our legacy extends into our community. And so this focus is our local legacy right now. And, you know, we have been leaving a legacy over these last 18 months as we have really just been able to meet the practical needs of our community. And I want to just start by having our panel share a little bit about what they've been up to and what our departments and ministries have been up to in this last 18 months. And so I'm going to start with with Jenna, first of all. And would you just share with us a little bit about what this last year has been like or this last 18 month period for We Care and with restrictions and in and out of lockdowns? What's it look like for We Care? common theme has just been an explosion of growth. The sheer numbers of people that we have coming through our material aid program, um, our playgroup has exploded with people looking for that sense of community. Um, we've just grown in every aspect, but we've also been knee deep in challenges as well, I think. So the way we had been operating our food bank for the past 20 years, we had to, had to redo and we had to redo that pretty quickly so we could remain open as an essential service for people to come and get that support. We've had to pause our English classes, um, but it's just continued to grow. We've opened our second location in Limbrook. Shout out to our Limbrook family. That has just been such a hub and a lighthouse out, east in, out, out in the southeast as we've continued to grow out there. They've got such a servant heart, so they're also spending every second Saturday out in Dandenong, ministering to people experiencing housing instability, offering them some food. So really, it's just been a phenomenal time of growth. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you've been on site at all during this last 18-month period, on the days that uh, WeCare operates here at our Dandenong campus, you just see this long line of cars and, you know, you've got drive-through McDonald's, but we had drive-through WeCare and people coming to, to get assistance and the team just being able to usher them through that time. Speak to us a little bit, Jenna, about um, really kind of some of the figures of, of the, the level of need that we have met in our community in this last uh, 18 months. Yeah, so we are just getting hundreds and hundreds of cars just lining up over that time. But if we've got the stats up behind us, I think we've given out over 65,000 meals, 35,000 kilos of food are just going through our little tiny shed out into our local community. And we're just having like just thousands of people coming on through. A lot of them are just letting us know without that support, they wouldn't be able to put food on the table. The city of Greater Dandenong has been really hardly hit as the ceasing of JobKeeper happened and the reducing of the job seeker, And it's just really been such a lifeline for most people to continue to feed their family. I mean, that's a significant amount when we think about it, 60, just under 65,000 meals for people in our local community, 35,000 kilos of food. That's a lot of work for our team, but just the amount of need that we've met. And I know, Pastor Franka, that we have some great key partnerships as well um, with uh, different businesses and organisations in the community. Do you want to share with us a little bit about how we've engaged with them? amazing miracle to have them on board with us um, just in the time because our uh, we just grew just exploded overnight with the amount of people that needed help we just did not have enough food on our shelves so we we got to partner with uh, Woolworths at Waverley they've been a great blessing to us with lots of bread so we've been giving away heaps of bread Eastlink has been another uh, partner that has helped us through um, 
just our winter drive and just extra things that they have given as well. They've given blankets and all sorts. But our biggest one is, uh, which I want to say a big thank you to and that is Market Fresh which is Steve and Rana. They've been a great help to us. We didn't have, um, we ran out of fruit and veg. That's the big one that people just want and you can't get that in a lot of places. So they've been a great blessing to us and they've been with us, partnered with us right through, right at the beginning, all the way, even to now. They're still blessing us and um, it's, it's just been a great blessing because they understand what We Care is doing. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and Rana, it's been great because Rana's been in at the shed with us and just bringing the food herself. She just comes in her little van and brings it all to us, which has just been amazing to see that. So we just want to say a big thank you to them. But that's been a great miracle for us because we couldn't do it without any of our partners. And just and also with all of you that have blessed because, you know, even through this time, we got to do a competition which was through Sun Super. And again, when we didn't have enough money, we got to do this competition and I think a lot of you voted for us and we came in second and we got to, we got 10,000, or not 10,000, we got $5,000 given to us and we used that all for food as well. So I want to say a, thank, a big thank you for voting for us, but also for all the money and the donations that you've been giving through COVID as well. Thank you. Yeah, and I have to say that um, if you haven't seen uh, the We Care Shed in operation, it's really a sight to see because one of the things that struck me during this last 18 months and during those restrictions when it was pretty much the staff and key volunteers that were running it, but the food, the fresh food, the bread, the groceries that we give to people in our community is just such great quality. And I was so proud to be able to give people, you know, just whole bagfuls of fresh produce and bread and groceries and know that it's quality food that we're giving to. So when you're giving into We Care, you know, just know that they're receiving something really valuable and quality. And it says that we value them as people when we give them fresh food as well, not just, you know, the kind of pantry items. So it's really exciting to see. Um, Pastor Ramon, speak to us a little bit about how youth ministry has fared during this season. And, you know, we've gone online and offline. And so for our young people, that's been a challenge as well. But there's been some really uh, interesting stories and some great wins that have come out of our youth ministry in this season. Yeah, totally. We, as a youth ministry, like everyone, uh, was was kind of given this situation where we had to just pivot uh, during COVID. And so we, we love our in-person meetings and we love meeting our young people in the building, but we had to pivot to online. So we ended up live streaming on Facebook and YouTube and doing our online hang time groups on Zoom. And so we still valued connection and our young people just wanted to uh, grab a hold of that connection and that, um, that relationship with their leaders. And so we were still able to offer that during COVID, which was incredible. And so a shout out to our team who just pulled that off that, uh, so well. And uh, our young people really felt quite isolated and lonely throughout that time. And so by doing this online Zoom groups, it was a avenue to kind of create connection with that um, and and the the longing for community actually came while we came out of COVID actually saw great fruit fruit in our youth ministry and we saw great momentum in our youth ministry because of that uh, in the last six months we've seen 389 young people come through our doors wow which is incredible 
as a youth ministry, we've seen 196 new people in the last six months. And so it just shows how our young people through last year, they just really long for community and family. And we as a youth ministry, we, that's what we do. We do family really well. And we, we center it around the message of Jesus Christ. And, and we saw 196 new people come in because they were longing for something that they couldn't really explain, which is incredible. Um, and another thing that we do that was kind of shut down during COVID was our schools program. Our schools program, we go into schools and we run uh, positive messages uh, during lunchtime so the young people in those schools can hear a, a message that is about uh, teamwork and about uh, friendships and about uh, just great, great life principles. And we put that on, we give them prizes and we give them uh, free food and the schools really love us. And we're actually in seven schools uh, in the last six months, which is public and private schools, Christian and non-Christian schools. And we've seen about 210 teenagers that we've actually connected in those schools, people that don't even come to our youth ministry, haven't even walked into church before. Fantastic. We've actually connected with 210 uh, teenagers, which is incredible. Those are great numbers, but the number that we really care about is uh, when they come into this place, not only do they have great connection, but they can, uh, they're able to have an encounter with Jesus Christ and actually commit their lives to Jesus Christ. And we've actually seen 74 young people make a decision for Christ in the last six months. And we've Isn't just that seen that young people are hungry for community, but they're also, uh, they are also longing for something deeper down. And that is the message of Jesus and a relationship with Jesus. And so uh, throughout these last 18 months, especially the six months, we've seen such great momentum in our youth ministry, uh, in our programs that we are joined with uh, We Care, with our high schools, um, great fruit and great blessings. So we're really excited about the future. This is just what we've seen in the last six months. Yeah, isn't that fantastic? 74 young people making a decision for Christ. And I love that we are in seven schools so far as of right now. But, you know, the commitment of our youth ministry is more than just what we do on a Friday night here, but extends throughout the week reaching our young people. So it's really fantastic. Now I'm going to um, ask Pastor Nathan to share a few things about our young adults as well right now. And Pastor Nathan, if you don't know, in addition to being our young adults pastor, is actually currently uh, about to complete a PhD uh, in the area of young adults and happiness. And so I want to ask Pastor Nathan right now, would you share a little bit about our young adults? And I know, and if you've been reading a little bit about, um, particularly in Melbourne, where we've experienced multiple lockdowns, the impact that some of this has had on people, but particularly on our young people, on our young adults, can you share with us a little bit about how it's affected young adults' mental health? Yeah, and uh, this has been a huge area for young adults, so 18 through to 30, we saw coming into to lockdown, even 2019 studies were showing that two in three young adults reported themselves as lonely to some degree, which is huge. Uh, and that's pre-lockdown. Wow. And so what we've seen coming out of lockdown is uh, uh, that's just been solidified uh, in our communities. So um, a recent study, so in, in November, Vic, uh, uh, Vic Health put out a study and not only is mental health the greatest concern for young adults, above, uh, above job security, above finances, above any of those things, mental health is the greatest uh, So mental uh, health is actually the greatest concern for yeah. young adults, even above finances. Yeah. yeah, which is, it says a lot. And 
when you look at the fact that, again, two in three young adults would uh, be somewhere between mild and severe depression, they would experience mild to severe depression, and, and one in two young adults uh, would report somewhere between mild and severe anxiety. Um, you know, it, it's, it's actually quite uh, sad to think about. Um, but the reality is the numbers can sterilize things fairly quickly. Behind each of those numbers is, is people. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, as we're looking at and seeing this uh, affect youth and, and young adults, um, this area of mental health, uh, we're just believing for incredible breakthrough in the, in the coming season because we know that the answer is Jesus. Uh, and it may look like a challenge, but as Ramon shared, there is a hunger for community and there's a hunger for something deeper uh, coming out of this season where people are reporting that, but they're also searching for something. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, you know, those are, those are pretty kind of troubling stats to think about the effect that it's having, uh, particularly this last season is having on our young adults. But you've also studied the fact that this is an ongoing kind of need for young adults. And so during this last 18 months, a young adult ministry has also uh, met online. And can you share a little bit about some of the things that you've done in yeah, an totally. online capacity. So in a similar way to, to youth, we were meeting online. We were just creating space for community. Uh, and we saw time and time again that as the beacon of Faith Christian Church was in the interwebs, uh, that people would just tune in. And so we did multiple young adults uh, services through the months and also young adults tuning into church. And then connect groups just kept running uh, on Zoom. And we just found those were incredibly important to not just uh, accept that those are the stats and that's the situation, but to actually create opportunity for people to connect. Uh, and yeah, we saw yeah. incredible stories Fantastic. come from, from that connection. Great. I want to do a little shout out actually to our connect group leaders, as you mentioned that, across all of our campuses who in this last 18 months have gone from meeting in person to meeting online to meeting in person. But our connect group leaders, you've done a fantastic yeah. job of creating community in our church. We value you. We love you. Thanks for running those Zoom meetings and keeping us accountable and helping us have community in this season. So great job. I want to, um, we've looked at some really interesting stats in the big picture, and I want us to just zoom in a little bit now and talk about really a few stories or testimonies about some of the lives that have been impacted. I mean, we can talk about the sheer volume of food and meals that we've served and the number of youth uh, that have engaged and young adults that have engaged online, and those are important. But I want us to just look at right now, could you share with us and share with the church just some stories about individuals that have really been impacted during this season. So, Pastor Ramon, would you share with us a couple of stories from our youth ministry? Yeah, awesome. Um, first story, shout out to our Casey campus who's watching right now. We have uh, a young person, a part of our Casey youth ministry out there uh, that is a part of our family that was invited by one of her friends during uh, our online meetings. So, there were people inviting friends on online, which is incredible. I don't know how they do that, but they did. And uh, she came for the first time while, while we were doing Youth Online. Uh, on Zoom, camera off, muted, wasn't really engaging in our online service that, like I, I feel like a lot of our young people were during that. She, she ended up coming twice. But then she was invited back to our in-person meetings. Uh, unchurched, hasn't been to church before, uh, didn't know who Jesus was. 
and in worship in our first kind of online, uh, in-person meeting, she was just crying in worship and she just felt something quite different. And so this is a person that was unengaged in our uh, online service, but then new to our youth ministry that was crying in worship in, in person, had an encounter that she couldn't really explain with Jesus, now asking questions with her leader about how to read the Bible, what do I pray about, life issues that she's going through, she's opening up with our team, and, and she's gone through this journey that she doesn't really know how to explain, but God is moving in her life, and that's just one of the stories, how even though during COVID we were able to impact our young people in a mighty way, and they're still getting plugged in now as well. And we also have another story from um, a, a young person that is um, actually goes to one of our schools that we're in. Don't know how he found out about our youth ministry, but rocked up on a Friday, Friday night, um, real, real like unchurched, like real rough, this kid. And uh, he kind of sits in the back just over there, hands crossed during worship, uh, not really engaged, sitting down, not standing up, really just like unaware. But ever since he started coming, which was at the start of this year, been coming every single week. I, I believe there's something that he's seen in our youth ministry, seeing uh, with, with the family that we have, that there's something greater. And, and we found out a little, Samuel's been talking to him about, uh, about life, and we just found out that he's just been bullied at school, uh, really struggling at school, but he found a safe place here that he can come to, yeah. uh, a community lo that loves him and accepts him for who he is. And he's been coming every week. And I just believe, again, God is just doing something incredible in his life yeah. that, that, is, that is unexplainable. And so that's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? It, it does highlight to us um, the importance of our online platform, Faith Online. And I know uh, for a lot of you, whether you're in at campus today or even if you're joining us with Faith Online today, I know for a lot of us, we're grateful for the online community, but we can't wait to be back in the room. But yet there is such great opportunity uh, for us to reach more people with our online platform. And so today, even if you are joining us uh, with Faith Online on YouTube or Facebook, we just value you. You are such an incredible part of our faith community. Maybe you're joining us today and you're still figuring out just exactly what faith means to you. And so we encourage you, keep connecting in, keep joining in, because we really value that connection. Um, Pastor Franker and Jenna, would you share with us a little bit, uh, a few stories? I know that you've got a couple of just some people that you've connected with during this time that's really had an impact on their lives, the work that We Care is doing. We're probably seeing the same thing that although people are coming to actually get food or come to play group or the English classes, whatever it is, the need for community is actually greater. And so whether they're able to articulate that, that's what the initial motivation tends to be. Um, and sometimes throughout the four lockdowns that we've had, as an essential service, if people live alone or they don't have that sense of community support, we may be the only chance that they have of a conversation of somebody asking them how they're doing, are they coping? How are they surviving all this? Um, so we did have a few, one particular gentleman, he used to come through our drive through and he would ask about church, but resource-wise or socioeconomically, they can't log on and watch online. It's not always an option for them. So when we were able to go back during Easter, he did start attending services. 
he got connected in, he started returning back to work as well. And so after 12 years, he's now in a regular job providing for himself. And he swings wow. back around to come through our drive-through just to let us know that he's doing so well. And he's able to just move on and provide for himself now. And it's such a blessing to be able to see that. That's fantastic. What a great story. Yeah. Pastor Franca. I think one of the good things is that we do uh, drive-through prayer as well because, you know, they come, people come and get food. But a lot of them, a lot of people ask for prayer. You know, there was one lady, she was about to have an operation and she was so nervous and she came through. And Because you get to know everyone and you have chats with everyone. So you know their life stories, you know just what they're going through. And this one lady, she's like, she was so nervous because she didn't know what was going to happen. She was going in for this operation. She said, can you please pray for me? So here I'm praying for her. She's never been in church before and she's just staring at me. Doesn't even know to close her eyes, anything like that. And I'm just praying. And I went, you know, Lord Jesus, do a miracle. And, you know, holding her hand, even though I wasn't meant to be, I was doing all these things. But it was just, God just did something in her. And she keeps coming back. And, and while I was there in the shed, she's like, I'm going all right now. Everything's going well. And, and now she's starting to bring her friends and her neighbours into our shed as well who haven't been able to get food. And so it's just a continual thing that we're getting people through all the time. And it, it's just because they're blessed, now they're getting their friends to come through as well. And that's what we want to see, that we can just touch so many lives in the community. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I love that finding a way to connect in this these times and seasons where there were restrictions, but we're still able to connect spiritually with people as well. Pastor Nathan, I know you've got a couple of great stories of some young adults who have just connected during this season. Yeah, it, it's been one of those funny sort of things because all of last year, like, oh, I hope people are, uh, are here. I hope people are connecting and connect groups were happening and we get random direct messages on our Instagram sometimes for prayer. But then what we've really seen is the fruit this year, coming back in person, we had our first in-person meetings as young adults out on the grass over a couple of nights. And the, the people coming in who have just seen us online uh, and just sort of seen it or Googled us and just walked past and, and, and walk up, uh, uh, it's been incredible to see. There was one uh, young lady who, who found us online and thought, you know what, I, this season's just really made me think about God. And I didn't know where to go. And so I Googled and I found you. And so we came. Uh, wow. So I came. And so she came along to young adults, and she's been coming along regularly, and God's just been doing incredible work in, in her life. And another young lady's been coming uh, since maybe February. Same thing, just hungry for community and has literally come to every single thing, event, connect group that she can get to. And what God's been doing in her life, she had uh, a set number of goals uh, at the start of the year, and I think she's already ticked most of them off. She's going to have to rewrite some more. Because God's just coming and speaking and changing a life for the better. It's just awesome to, to see the fruit. How fantastic is that? And this is really a snapshot, uh, again, of just a few things that we have seen in this season. And so because of your giving, because of your support, because some of you have been able to volunteer uh, countless hours, this is what we've achieved as a church. This is a little bit of a snapshot of the legacy that we've created so far. So just have a think for a moment what kind of legacy we can create in the future as we have looked last week at the plans and all all of our campuses, Casey and Waverley, and as we begin to build those campuses, what is the legacy that we can create in the future? This is what we've been able to, to partner together as a church community and the legacy we've been able to leave so far. But I'm excited as well about what we can see in the future. And so I want to ask our panel before we close, 
What do you see for the future? Pastor Franca. For we care, we want to be open in all of our campuses. You know, at the moment we're here at Dandenong, which we've always been here, and we've, as you've heard, we've opened up at Lynbrook um, at the end of last year, which has been fantastic. But we want to go out to Waverley when it's open and also at Casey. When the buildings are open, we want to have a space in there for we care. But what we want to see is exactly what we're doing here and replicate that out to the campuses. And, and we want to see cooking classes, uh, English classes has been a big one for asylum seekers and refugees uh, that come to us and we've been able to teach them, you know, they've been, had the English classes. Um, but, and playgroup, that's the big one. We have had so many women come through with their kids who are asylum seekers and refugees and we want to keep that rolling and keep that happening as well because this is just another outreach for our church yeah. as well. Yeah. I really love that connection that we have with our um, asylum seekers, our refugees, those who are new to the country. And, you know, our church has always been so multicultural and uh, many of you would, would say you've had similar experiences of coming to this country for the first time and we're able to help people really start their lives, aren't we? And so that's really exciting to see. Pastor Nathan, what do you see for the future? I know you've got some pretty exciting plans for our yeah. young adults. Yeah, we, we definitely don't want to just see the problem. We want to respond to the problem. So we're believing uh, that God's giving us some really creative, strategic uh, ideas. And it's really twofold for us in this season. The first one is creating and starting dozens of uh, just organic communities of young adults uh, that are just hanging out and doing life. So whether that's brunch enthusiasts doing a tri crawl every month uh, on a Saturday or board game nerds who would just go hard every week because we can. Um, it's, it's just creating those communities that people can plug into uh, and then through that, uh, uh, be exposed to what it means to be a member of his church, a member of his body. So that's the really one, the first thing. And the second thing is, uh, I don't know Pastor Clinton and, and the Faith Uni team have already been doing incredible work in our universities, but we want to bring uh, uh, just a, a new focus to that. And particularly uh, looking at getting involved in, in plugging into the residentials uh, uh, just consistently. Because young adults are making some of the biggest decisions of their lives in those uni years. Who we're going to marry, where we're going to live, what career we're going to end up in. And uh, many are making some not so great decisions in that period of life as well. So really what we want to do is just get around them and serve them in any way that we can. So it's getting into the residentials, that's getting into the, the parties and just handing out water uh, uh, and just being the, the light in those situations. And a big one is we want to start to outreach into schoolies week as well. And just it's all about serving it's all about just serving our young people and showing them that there is a God who loves them, that there are people who love them, and that there is an answer in Jesus. So yeah. really excited about that. That's exciting. And I love what you said just about that this is the age group really where people make very key decisions about the, that really affect the rest of their life. And so, you know, really young adult ministry and the, the space that you're ministering in is so key that we can come in and speak something positive and bring life once again into those key decisions. Pastor Ramon, tell us what you see for the future of our youth ministry and our high school programs. Yeah, awesome. Where's the youth ministry? Our focus is God young people and building the church. And we do that by loving them, by serving them and empowering them. And so that's what we're going after in this next season of youth. Uh, we would love to see 500 young people across all our campuses that we are reaching. Um, that, is, that is our goal. That is our vision on a weekly basis. And we are aiming to that. We'd love to see 
buses. At the moment, we are running a bus from our from Cranbourne to our from our Casey location and our Limbrook location back here. Just one bus. We'd love to see that expand to two, maybe three buses of getting young people in the building so that they can have an encounter with Jesus and also running a bus from our Waverley campus as well here at our Dandenong campus so that they can just engage in community and engage into a program that would create a safe place where they can encounter Jesus. And uh, we're excited about that. We're excited about our high school's program. Uh, we want to empower our young people to take that program themselves into the high schools. So not just us as leaders, but them as young people to go into their high schools and lead them that themselves so that we can resource and empower them so that they can speak and they can, they can, they can lead themselves so that we don't have to do it, but they can do it. Because I know Great. young people want to hear from their peers rather than us. Yeah. And so that is another avenue that we want to Go, go down. And also we want to use our leaders and our team to be able to mentor the young people in our high schools. And so intentional relationships with the young people in the high schools and also to train and equip them, whether they walk into our building or not, but train and equip them for life and also for their future. And so that's what we're looking forward for in, the, in this next season. That's great. And so this is a snapshot of our legacy, our local legacy. And in a few moments, Pastor Matt is going to come and, and share a little bit further. But I just want to encourage you to keep praying for We Care and all the great ministries in our church. And this is really what we see for the future. But thank you for partnering with us so that we can leave a local legacy. And we've done that over these last 18 months. So despite the difficulties of this season, we're so grateful, church, for your generosity. We're so grateful that you have partnered actively with us so that we can make a difference in our community. So thank you very much. Pastor Matt, over to you. Wasn't that fantastic? Oh, hello? Can you hear me? Wasn't that Oh, there you go. I don't think I need the mic, do I? Wasn't that absolutely fantastic? Let's give them another hand. It was so good. And that's really what this Legacy Build is about. It's about creating these hubs of activity of reaching people, youth, young adults, people of all ages, from all different walks of life, through our We Care community services, that we can actually create hubs of activity right across the southeast of Melbourne. And uh, we've been able to do that because of your giving, because of your support, because of your consistency over the COVID season. And so uh, we just thought it'd be really good to talk about the people today. And uh, who was inspired by that? just seeing the thousands of people that we're reaching and the individual lives that have been touched by the kingdom of God. And again, that's what legacy is about. And so I want to encourage you, uh, if you haven't thought about your pledge yet, if you want to grab one of these cards as you walk out of the auditorium, uh, we'll have our ushers there to hand them out to you. Can I encourage you to really pray and, and partner with us over this next season? You know, over when we started Legacy, uh, I think it was October 2019, since then we've raised over $1.1 million dollars towards the facilities. Give yourselves a hand. I think that's absolutely fantastic. During a season of containment, God continues to build his church. And so our goal over the next 12 months is to raise another $1.2 million. Uh, if we do that $1.2 million, we can actually finish Waverley. And uh, we are starting that building process. Well, we've started the building process, but the actual physical works we're starting probably over the next month or so. We want to have that finished by the end of the year. That $1.2 million means that we can start 
to build Casey and hopefully have that finished over the next two, two and a half years. So that becomes a lighthouse to that whole city of Casey. You know what I love about our church? It's the church of the little bit. Everyone puts in their little bit and we can actually achieve some amazing, great things, you know. And uh, $1.2 million, church, is well within the comfort zone of this church. We can do this. This, We've done it before. Listen, we can do it again. And I want to encourage you to pray about it. Allow the Spirit of God to stretch your faith, to speak to you about that personally. I know Franka and I, you know, we we, we set a faith goal and we've taken a step of faith. We want to lead the way. We're doing the same thing with our board. We're doing the same thing with our staff. On Tuesday, we're taking up the pledges with our staff so that we are all in this together. So that later on down the track, future generations will call us blessed because of the foundation that we laid so that they can walk into something that is absolutely amazing. Amen. So I want to thank you for your giving. I do want to thank you for your consistency over this period. I know that we're going to do this. I know that we're going to raise this. And it is going to be amazing what God is actually going to do through this church. It isn't amazing that we're raising money at the same time we're still building buildings overseas. We're still connecting with people. It is amazing the generosity of this church. And Franker and I want to thank you personally just for what you've done and what you will continue to do. Uh, We just know that the next few years are going to be an amazing season in the life of Faith Christian Church. Who loves this church? Isn't this a great house? So come on, why don't you stand to your feet? Uh, If you're in one of the campuses there, uh, we're going to hand back to your your, your local pastors who are going to pray with you. And uh, But, you know, if you're watching online from home, come on, why don't you stand to your feet? We're just going to commit this next season to God and uh, we're just going to pray for God's blessing over this house. Father, we thank you today. God, for what you're doing in this church. God, we thank you for the generosity of this church. We thank you, Lord Jesus. God, for the thousands of people. God, that we're reaching. God, just through the faithfulness of your people. And God, we thank you, God. What you've done in the past is amazing. But God, we thank you, God, for what you're doing in the future is going to be absolutely incredible. And God, we just pray you'd stir faith today. God, just deposit something fresh in our lives as we begin a plan for the future. God, bless your people, we pray in your wonderful name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. To stay up to date, check us out at our website, faithcc.com.au.